Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. I am here today with Carissa, the money magic witch, and she has been someone I have been so excited to bring on the podcast because I have seen you transition over the last couple of years and her story is magical. And I just cannot wait to share more about who she is and what she does. I'm going to let her introduce herself so that she can tell us a little bit about who she is today and how she got here. And of course, answer our favorite question. What did you have to burn in order to get to who you are today? So welcome on the podcast. Tell us what you do. Tell us who you are. Tell us all the things. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me, Colleen. This is a pleasure to be here. So where do we begin? So I'm Carissa Lynn, the Money Magic Witch over on Instagram. I'm a mother of three. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. And I am also the CEO of a product-based company called Crushed Aftercare Incorporated. And I am a former kindergarten teacher. So there was definitely a lot of things to burn to become the money magic witch <laughs> and to become the boss of a product-based aftercare company for permanent makeup artists and tattoo artists and lash artists is a wild story. <laughs> oh my, I can't, I cannot wait. I saw that actually. And I, I get my lashes done. I have a lot of tattoos myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Ooh, yes. I absolutely love that you did this. So I, I want to know when I say when I say that question, right, what did you have to burn in order to become the fullest version of yourself that you are today? What comes to mind first for you? Hmm, I think the biggest thing would be the judgments and opinions of other people, especially when you're going down this lane of like mysticism and, you know, psychic work and magic. So I'm a psychic money business coach. So I mean, that's quite, you know, a lot and called the money magic, witch. so it's very taboo words and concepts in everything that I do when it comes to my, my uh, coaching business. So it's definitely been continuing to follow my soul's desires versus what they think. Mm. I love, I love that. And I think you're right. When I see the world shifting, I see us hopefully being more open to this new paradigm. Um, as a therapist, I know shifting into that world was a little scary because obviously, you know, the world of therapy is very empirical, science-based, all of that stuff. And I'm like, but so is this, like there's, there's evidence everywhere. And the spiritual world is something we all really need. And there's gifts everywhere. There's healers everywhere. You don't need a license to heal someone. You can heal in so many different ways. And so I absolutely love stepping into this world and, and seeing all the different elements of, I think the unique expression that everybody has. 
right? And and I'm curious for you, how were you able to decipher what was it, somebody else's desire for you versus what was coming from that like deep led soul place for you? How could you tell the difference? Yeah, and you know what? There may not have been even judgments, you know? Like I think sometimes <laughs> you fear something that may not necessarily be there or it's there, but it may not necessarily be voiced, you know? Mm. So so an example would be, I was teaching kindergarten and I'm at the same time growing a psychic intuitive business. So social conditioning and, you know, the roles that a teacher should be, no one said anything to me, but just knowing what is like the norm, like quote unquote, I had the fears of these projections, even though it was never, there was never anyone specific that came and said, you should not be doing that. Or who do you think you are? It was my own internal fear of, you know, would parents of the kids, what would they think? Or what would my family think? Maybe they'll, they'll say, she's calling herself a psychic. When did she become a psychic? And there was also the fear of what about other like spiritual, intuitive, psychic workers in my city? When all of a sudden I call myself an intuitive and start an intuition psychic Instagram. So it was more of my own, I guess, perceptions that I had to overcome versus actual, you know, people saying anything to me. And I think that the biggest thing that I've learned throughout all of this is that I've had way more support than I would ever think I would have. And I ha- didn't even have any judgment from my family to my face, at least. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> what I, you know, and, but I do have to say when it comes to me teaching about money, which is interesting, there has been some conversations, not to me, but amongst some family members on why do I talk about money or yes. cheering money wins and celebrations. So that has been something that, that there has been judgment around. Oh, I'm so excited you bring that up. It's, it's so fortuitous. I love how things land the way they're supposed to. Yeah. This and I, I've been talking about this for a long time, right? So my training is in is in trauma, somatic based trauma, and money is literally one of the most triggering conversations topics uh, out there. There's there's almost nothing else that is as triggering for our nervous system. I'm putting this in my in quotations, right? Nervous system than money. And it's from from my perspective and from my angle, I see it as this is generational. This is generational trauma being passed down from our, I mean, our literal ancestors, where scarcity and lack was necessary to control and have power over people. And so there was this fear-based experience of there isn't enough money for anybody. There isn't enough money for the world. So you have to rush and grab and take, and you have to, you have to hide it because people are going to take it from you. I mean, there's so many intricate kind of gross, I, you know, I I like even saying it in my body, I'm like, Oh, (laughs) but it, it comes from generations upon generations upon generations. I had the most incredible uh, second clearing the other day. And she said, I see your great, great grandmother, like clutching her purse, like right here, holding her money tight to her chest and thinking that it's almost like a religious sacrifice for her to be this poor. I mean, it's, and it, when, when she said it to me, it was like, I could feel like full body chills. And I was like, yes, like it goes back so far. And we are all playing out these 
money stories and and breaking, honestly, patterns from my perspective in this generation. I'm seeing it happen before our eyes. And you are at the front end of that, right? Like you are a leader in breaking up those patterns because not only are you doing it, but you are also leading people towards breaking those patterns in their own life. So it just becomes this story that people get fierce about. And I I love, I love, you know, just knowing, yes, those triggers come from within, but I think you're right. Like this is one thing that I think people really hold on to and, and circle with quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think from your perspective helped you break that pattern? What shifted in terms of the way that you view and, and hold money? That's a big question. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, going back. I'm going back. I think like as, so I was, I was a full-time teacher and I started making lip balms and bath bombs and scrubs just for fun as a hobby, made a little bit of extra money. And as I started to make this little bit of extra money, I was like, oh, this is nice. You know, like I can actually have more. And then as the kind of impossible became possible, where the business just kept growing and growing, I started to see okay, like there doesn't have to be a cap or there doesn't have to be a limit. Like we can really have anything we want, right? Mm -hmm. And that's including like our freedom and that's including, you know, opportunities and, you know, more impact than ever before. And so just even seeing my business start to grow and then more money coming in and then I started to coach and then more, even more money was coming in. And and that's where I think it started to turn for me, where it was like, actually, you can create anything and you can call in as well and attract as much money as you desire. So that I think that was when there was that turning point where I started mm-hmm. to see possibilities was just growing my own business. Ooh, it's, you know, you started to feel it and see it and experience it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And doing the mind, you know, when you're growing a business too, you're doing all of that mindset work. So you start to be in that world and around people yes. who believe those concepts and who are, you know, wealthy themselves or successful themselves. What do you think the major difference is between somebody that can kind of turn the magnet on and, and pull abundance towards them and someone that almost maybe stays in that same cycle without that growth that you're talking about? Yeah, I think there's like a few things. I think there's like having that motivation and passion, right? And the determination and the tenacity because I mean, I always say to like people, clients, I'm like, it gets to be easy, but it's also freaking hard. (laughs) You know, like this is an everyday everyday process to reset your, your money mindset, to reprogram your subconscious mind. It doesn't just happen like, like a flick of a switch. Mm -hmm. You know, this is an everyday inner work, which, you know, the unsexy work that we all like to say yes, in this industry, yes. you have to do that in sexy work. So, I mean, you have to be determined and persistent to, and to get honest with yourself as well, mm-hmm. but also to decide that you're the creator, that you are the one that, you know, is holding the pen to your story versus the victimhood. And a lot of people, it's, it, it can happen for them, but it can't happen for me or mm-hmm. are conditioned and it's like um almost like a, an addiction to the victimhood versus people who were maybe they were the victims but they're just they're choosing a different path right they're choosing that they are the creator of their own life not like life isn't happening to them they get to 
be the ones in control. So I think there's those few things there, right? The mindset, the grit, the tenacity, but then also choosing to take control and, and realize that actually it's all on me. Yes. Ooh, I love that grit, tenacity, and the choice. And and I do I do think this is a piece that kind of sets um, almost entrepreneurs apart to a degree. And there's there's nothing wrong with your your path, right? Like if if you love your job that is consistent and stable, and that is like your jam, I'm I'm all for it. Yep. Um, everybody has a different path, but something about entrepreneurs that I see quite a, quite often is that grit and almost that um, yearning for more. And I, so for me, and I'll speak for myself and I'll, I'll ask you the question. I have gotten so many messages from friends, family, colleagues, people in the world that I ask for too much. I want too much. Um, and it's this too muchness that becomes almost sometimes the most difficult thing to work through because it, well, for me, it, it deepened into an experience of, am I too much to love, too much to hire, too much to be around, too much to be friends with? And so that was a thing I had to burn all the way to the ground and really fully, fully embrace my too muchness is actually being my, my greatest gift. Have you, have you experienced the too muchness judgment from people? or statements or messages, however you want to say it. You know what? I haven't, at least not mm. to my face. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I haven't. Maybe behind my back, I don't know. Um, but I think we just have different paths and different experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I mean, I've all, like my mom was a single mom, right? She left my dad when she was pregnant with me. And we didn't have much money growing up at all. And so it's been very much about me being independent, right? So paying, I got a job when I was young, like as soon as I turned 16, I got a job and I've always held jobs, moved out when I was 19. I was a server all through university, paid for my own schooling, paid for my own rent, all the things, right? So like, I've always had this, like doing more than like even my friends, you know, this Uh, go-getter, always like working, working hard. I traveled to Australia, got my master's. So I don't think there ever has been just because, they've always known me to be that way. Yes. Um, so I think it, yeah, it depends on your path and your experiences where, you know, the too much, I, I know there's been like, when I was dating, it was like, well, maybe you have like really high expectations because <laughs> yeah. I did have to, you know, go through a lot of frogs before I met the prince. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I've always been quite bold and and go after it. So I don't know if anyone would actually say that to me because they may be a little afraid to say that to me. I absolutely, I absolutely love every bit of that. And everyone has their their own story. What yeah. do you think yours is? So if mine is, you know, I, I'm I'm too much people. That's what I had to burn. What's that phrase or that that I am story that you maybe burned early on or you had to burn in order to get to where you are today? that I had to burn. Well, what's actually coming through on something I have to burn right now, if you want to be vulnerable and like open, because I, as you were telling your story, I was relating it to something I'm going through right now. <gasps> Tell me is, more. Yeah. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> the world, Carissa. Um, and, and I'm here for right. I'm here for us all, especially, yeah. you know, when you're a leader, it's like, people need to see that with your evolution, there's always something that you're overcoming or working through or evolving with to get to that next level. Even if you're like a multimillionaire, if you want more, 
then you have to become even more and break yes. through that like mindset barrier, whatever's the resistance that's there, right? To go to that next level. So with every level, there's that new devil. That's yes. It. Ooh, I love that one. Yeah. So with me right now, I was reflecting on and actually I have an energetics coach and I was just literally in Voxer with her. Cause I'm like, what do I want to work on? I'm like, this yes. is a recurring thing that's happening with me is you know, again, we all want to go to that next level as leaders. We all want to hit higher income months. We all want to like have our business get bigger and bigger and all the things. And we have to energetically be there, right? Yes. At that level consciously and, you know, be able to hold that level, but also the belief in ourselves that we can, we can get it and, and, and we're good enough. So my big thing, and it would probably shock a lot of people is, um, being just as powerful or just as good enough as the ones that are my, my own expanders. So I have yes. you know, a few women in my world who I'm just like, Oh my gosh, they're so amazing. And I love the way they do business and look at like how much money they are calling in. Even though, you know, women who follow me would be like, I would love to have her income or I'd love to have her, you know, whatever status or type of Instagram or whatever it may be. Well, we all have that too, right? And then these women, yes. they're admiring other women. <laughs> so it's like, yes. as entrepreneurs, like you said, we're always going after the next level, that next stage of evolution. And so that's one thing for myself that I want to burn down right now. And I've been working, I have um, a money magic journal that I created. It's on Amazon, if anyone wants to purchase yes. it. Um, the money magic journal. And in it, there's, um, I have it right here, but there's, every day it's the same uh like implementation integrations that you can do. But the first part is the money I desire to call in is. So you, you know, you call in, you state your desires. But then the next one is the limiting belief I am devoted to releasing today is, and it's always the same for me. It's always the same one that I'm still working through, which is, yes, I am powerful enough. And then it goes into the I am statement. So mm -hmm. I am when me. I am just as good as them. I am filled with just as much wisdom. I am, you know, just as impactful and powerful. And I think that this stems from mine is, you know, trying to like, see where did this come from? Like, where mm -hmm. is this? Why is this belief here? Because I have, you know, I left my teaching job. I've grown a company that's worldwide. I'm sitting in my production space right now. I've retired my husband. He's beside me working. I retired him from working at a jail, 12 hour shifts. Um, what else? Like, you know, there's like yes. so much that I've accomplished, but yet there's still that you know, little girl inside that's like, yes. I'm just not as good. So that's what I'm working yes. through right now. And then I have to look back at where did this happen? And I can pinpoint, you know, certain times in my life, especially that dating era. Was yes. Last, right? Oh, yes. Go through the rejection. So there's this like theme of rejection through that, that you hold on to. Um, but I finally, I met someone, I was 31, right? When I had, no, 30. Mm. And then we had our baby when we were, when I was 31, but you know, and just even stemming into high school, you know, the mm -hmm. popularity crowds and, you know, when you're playing sports, you know, if you're not the captain and there was like a few quite like big stories that I told myself through that, um, that I'm trying to identify right now to see, so I can work through that with my subconscious mind. Oh, so thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. I think it's so impactful for those that see you as their expander, for those who are first coming into your world. 
on this podcast to hear, hey, we can get to this level of success. We can burn things to the ground. We can step into our power. And yet we're still going to have this work that we're doing in order to expand further. And, and I also think like the embodiment of the power as well has to has to run through our nervous system, right? And our nervous system holds those stories from the past. And it's not always just our lifetime. It's the lifetimes before us too, that sometimes get, you know, stuck in our energetic field or in our nervous system. And that, that, that work that you're doing is absolutely crucial because it's a ripple effect. You know, you're doing it and it's also going to affect your children. It's going to affect their friends. It's going to affect the people in your world, but it is deeply vulnerable work. And it is a little frustrating too. I know for myself, it's the same thing. I'll, I'll get into this stuck place. and I'll be like this again. But like, <laughs> yeah. I swear I worked through this. Door. And it was like, oh no, this is a lifetime thing, Colleen. You yes. get to continue to do this. And I'm like, sweet. I'm so excited about it. Um, and I like that, that, you know, not good enough, you know, so mine's too much, not good enough. These, these are so, I, I you know, it's like a love hate relationship I have with it. Cause I almost smile. It's like a known friend. Like here you are again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also this, this real pain. And real sadness that this was an experience that I had and also an experience that can, I continue to have. And I know that feeling, you know, we always say, you know, be inspired, don't compare, but you know, we're going to compare because again, we're human and, and we, you're doing the work to shift that. And what's so exciting that this is the moment that you're sharing this is I can't, I, I literally cannot wait to see. Cause I imagine like even three months, maybe even one month, who knows how, how much you quantum quantum leap. It could be tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes, but you will be in that space. Right. And then you'll be in this space and something that I, and I want your thoughts on this. Tell, tell me how you feel about this one. I notice as those of us that are used to the hustle, to the resilience, to the grit, to the like, I'm going to work really hard to get what I need to get. The ease and the flow that comes with those upper levels, I sometimes feel like can cause some of the most dif- discomfort at times. And this is, again, this is a, the me story. So I'm curious if this is something you've seen or experienced, but we get to this place of, okay, I don't have to hustle as hard as I did. Am I doing something wrong? Should I be working extra hard over here or am I stagnant? Because it is easier than it was. It feels more flowy. I don't keep using those same words, but those are the words that come to mind. And I look at, you know, some of the top people in our field or in the world and their life is still hard. There's still grit and tenacity that goes into that, but it does allow a level of freedom that I didn't experience before kind of reaching this level. Is that something that you see or feel or work through? How does that land for you? Yeah, I think because of the years of building your brand and your presence, you know, now it's a little bit more established than someone who may be starting to hire us or come into any of our programs or offers. So it gets to be easier that way. And I think that's where there's like, there's this illusion (laughs) when people do want to build a business because they see the woman and then they don't realize it was literally as like breastfeeding our children or yes. feeding our babies, however you did it. Yes. Beautiful. Um, but like <laughs> we're doing it while we're like, you know, rocking in the chair. And we so are. 
post yes. and you know like there was so much to build up to that right so there is that yes. I think illusion of it did just happen overnight for people and really it was a buildup of years and years and and there was you know the time I don't care what anyone says there was yes. sacrificing that had to happen um where it is whether it's sacrificing I didn't watch Netflix instead I was watching like you know how to create captivating content on YouTube or actually doing my posts when the kids are asleep. And I still do yes. that today, but um, it does get to be easier with, yeah, your brands are, are already established. But I do find though, like if you are wanting to kick it up a notch, it's like, okay, well now what? There is still that like, what is it? Is it energetics or is it strategy? Yes. You know what? So then we just, we just keep showing up and we, you know, and that's why it's important <laughs> to have support in place too, right? And so it does yes you're that way too, because energetically I can hold more because I built my business to a place where I've hired, you know, a private mentor for the year and I have, have retired my husband. So now he works for the company and he can make product while I come do things like this. And I work in my coaching yes. business. I have a virtual assistant. So there's the support is there too, like there wasn't before. So, you know, I finish a live training my VA is posting it in YouTube and then posting the guides and posting the homework. You know, those kind of things can allow you to receive even more, but you have to be willing to put in that time and, and the work before it gets to be like this. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Then I do think that that happens sometimes. So I've been in, I've been in lots of containers. I'm sure you have as well. I, I love, I love learning. I love receiving downloads from other brilliant leaders and healers. I love being in this world and I see people just starting out, you know, getting frustrated because, you know, they really want the success or they want to see the results that, that women who have been doing this and showing up and showing up and showing up and showing up are getting and it doesn't need to take years, you know, like we said, it can, it can happen quicker than you think, but it is about repetitively showing up as that perseverance. And, you know, this year alone, I mean, I'm a completely different person than I was last year. I'm sure you feel the same. It's like the evolution mm -hmm. of self is just yep. consistent. Um, I have to talk to you about the shapeshifter thing in a second, because I, I have a question for you about that. So <laughs> if I, if I forget, but so we, we get into these places of, you know, I look back as some of my, I'm going to put in quotations again, failed launches. They're not failed. They just, they just didn't land the way I wanted them to, or I didn't, I didn't actually end up doing them because nobody signed up. Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't call them failed, but at the time that's what it felt like. And I look back now and I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. I didn't do that. That was so misaligned to who I actually am. What a great lesson. You know, what a great lesson for me to see, oh, that is definitely not the path you want to go down. Like that is, that is not who you actually are, Colleen. That is you showing up as this person, or that is you um, still holding on to old patterns that you think you should be. So each time you experience that, it's, it's just a reintegration of, of your higher self and where you're actually supposed to be led. And I, so I want to come back to this shapeshifter piece. I've seen you kind of talk about that on Instagram. Where did that first come from for you? And, and what would you, how would you describe this shapeshifter identity that you have now grabbed that I love? Yeah, well, I started to notice a little trend happening, something mystical happening in the online space, specifically in the coaching industry. 
And, um, and it happened because, well, I would be following certain people for, you know, two, three years and I'd be like, wow, you know, really reflecting back on the beginning or they would show their transformation. And I would notice that they even, their physical features look different. Yes, <laughs> They yes. were shifting even their, you know, just, they just appeared different, their aura, but also the physical part of them, their confidence, the way they held themselves. Um, and then I was listening to a mentor's trainings and there was an audio training that she had dropped in one of her programs. And so I'm, I'm working away and I'm listening to it. And as soon as she came on for a split second, I thought it was someone else. I thought, did she get a friend to record? Did she invite a guest? Like I was trying to figure it out for like the first minute. Yeah. And then I realized it was her, but her voice had changed oh. in like two, within like two years, completely changed. So then I started to pay attention and I started to see that other leaders, their voices had changed. And then I realized, oh, it had happened to me too. And I had seen some old videos embarrassing, right? We, I all, know, right? we all need to start somewhere. <laughs> we all should be cringing at our own work. Like the evolution yes. is supposed to be happening. So I couldn't even recognize who I was three years ago. The, yeah. the way I spoke, my confidence, my voice was way softer. There was yes. so much uncertainty in the way I was speaking, you know, no conviction there. It was just like, I was literally just jumping into the ocean with sharks. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So I realize I'm like, this is a real thing, but it's not just, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a mystical thing that, and so I termed it like shape shifting. And I had a conversation with one um, in the DMs, a friend of mine who's into like spiritual things. And she, we were talking about this and I said, oh my gosh, people are literally shape shifting. So I've had this conversation with a few other people and I was like, this is a real thing. Now I need to do a program on it. So yeah, that's where it came Oh, I love it. I love it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad she's talking about this. There's also, have you ever heard of the erotic blueprints? No, what is that? Oh, so <laughs> something you should totally look into. It's so fun. So on the retreat, um, one of the ladies on the retreat actually works for the woman who who created this. Um, but the erotic blueprints are based off of, it's similar to the five love languages, but it is like the five different ways that you like to be turned on or you like to okay. you know, receive stimulation. Mm -hmm. And one of them is shapeshifter. And oh, so, like yeah, <laughs> yes. And so um, it means you like all five is really what it means. Oh. But, <laughs> but you should totally. Um, I thought it was like role playing. I was like, Ooh, ooh. spicy shapeshifter to someone else. I mean, you do because kink is one of them. It's, it's sensual, sexual, okay. energetics, kink, and shape-shifting. And uh, it's really fascinating just for you, you and your partner should take it and talk about it. But there, um, I, I think that word is, is powerful and it gives us permission. It gives us permission to evolve. It gives us permission to be different, look different, act different, sound different, and to not feel like we have to be the same person all the time. Uh, and to... I think, embrace our evolution of self. I, you know, I went through a divorce uh, like probably four years ago is when it started. And I look back to the woman even before I got divorced and I was like, whoa, like a completely different human, completely different human to today. And I think at times I have had many clients, you know, have shame or stories around that. So to clear that and see it as this positive thing that we can all look at as part of our path and actually part of our, 
like evolution, I think is really incredible. So I love that you're talking about it and it's, it's needed. So yeah. And you know, it, it breaks my heart when there's women in my world who they know exactly where they want to go. Like yes. I will do psychic, strategic business sessions and they know the woman that's like that shapeshifter. They know their wealthiest, like highest self, what she would look like, what she would wear, her investments, mm. her program she would do, the name, like, and it's so opposite of what they're doing right now. Mm. And a surprise that their business is stagnant or they're not attracting or there's not because they're not truly tapping into, I'm getting chills, whatever I get chills, yes. it's like spirit speaks. I always say spirit, yes. speaks. spirit is running through us. Um, and we know that if they were brave enough and courageous enough, because it takes so much bravery and like what you went through, right? Takes yes. so much courage to become that woman because I actually just did a post about this or a reel yesterday where it's like your addiction is the comfort. Like you're addicted yes. to comfort. That's why you're not evolving. Um, and that's with the shape shifting, right? Like it, it will happen, but you have to be brave enough to become that version because it's not the woman you were yesterday. The woman who you were yesterday is getting you exactly what you have today, right? So yes. in order to manifest the things that you truly want, you have to tap into becoming her, which is yes. like very hard thing. So then <laughs> these women do the session. They know exactly where they need to go. And they're, we're all on our own timeline. So some people is going to take years to evolve to that, that vision. Some mm -hmm. will do it the next day. Some just won't because they'll be too afraid. Yes. Oh, yes. And I, I love your work and what you do. I believe me, you've been on my, the top of my list of investments. I took a little hiatus from investing to uh, expand stability, which I always talk about with my clients around, you know, like there's different ways you can spend money. And I love when I love to spend money. It's, I love it. And so I get excited and I have this whole list. I have this list of people I'm excited to spend money on. And you're like, top, right at the top there. I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited because, because when you exist in overflow, when you exist in the space of, um, loving yourself and, and who you want to be and where you want to go and wanting to move that timeline up a little bit, you, you want to be in the energy of people who are doing it. And mm -hmm. so for anybody listening right now, so if you're in the coaching world, you probably have a taste of this already. But for those of you that aren't, I want you to really recognize what kind of community you're surrounding yourself with and the people that you're you know, spending time with. And if it's feeling like you're stagnant and you're not making that brave step to grow, who's that kind of oddball person you're intrigued by that you want to like go talk to at the party who's the like person you want to follow on Instagram that you just keep seeing but you haven't quite like grabbed that handle yet you know because what's happening is you're you're being almost like teased by spirit right like hey next level's over here yeah <laughs> And taking that brave step can sometimes be entering the communities that scare you a little bit or that seem different or new or intriguing. And as you said, the discomfort is the edge of growth. And we sometimes don't always know the difference between harm and discomfort. And especially if you don't trust yourself or you struggle to know the difference, people in the community around you can help you decipher that. That one-on-one -on -one mentorship that you do, the community, the masterminds, like this is where it's at, right? This is where we get to follow the leaders who have taken these brave steps and, and learn and grow and then potentially become the leaders ourselves.
So I, I cannot tell you how excited I am that you came on my podcast. I would love for you to tell my listeners what you are currently doing. This podcast will come out, I believe about mid-October. So for those of you listening, we're filming this at the end of September. So yeah. I love it. Though. There's so much I've been getting, maybe it's because I'm the money magic wish. But there's so <laughs> much magic happening in October, like podcasts and magazines. And, you know, I'm like, this is just divinely timed. Like, of course, <laughs> yes. um, what is coming up? So I'm going to be having psychic power school that will be running in November. So this is a live program with me, which is for that, you know, spiritual entrepreneur for the woman who wants to activate and expand her own intuitive gifts to skyrocket her business, because that is my story. If you ask me, how did you even begin your businesses? It was literally a voice that I heard in my head that said, go and make lip balms. I listen and I always followed soul, right? I make the crazy illogical moves because I'm listening to my intuition. So as for the leader who wants to start to be able to activate her own gifts for herself, but also to we dive into supporting other people as well. So if you're wanting to do intuitive work with your clients, um, it's for for that as well. So it's, it's a mix of both psychic power school. And then in January, I'm very excited about this because I'm creating a new divine money tool. So right now I have the money magic journal on Amazon, but there's going to be a tool, money tool for women or men can use it as well. And it's going to be coinciding with the Money Mindset Reset program, which is a 22-day program with me. So there's going to be this Money Mindset Reset book as well that's going to go along with it that people can order and use with the program. So I'm very excited. So those are the two bigger things. There's always, you know, if you go to my website, intuitionrevolution.ca, there's always money activation and clearing sessions you can book. I do sacred money archetype sessions and there's psychic strategic because I believe we need, you know, energy and strategy for businesses. So there's those one-to-one private sessions you can book with me as well. Ooh, please, please get in her world because it is, it is magic. And I love, love, love watching it. And I will be in there. (laughs) And I, I just, so appreciate you being a leader in doing your own path and doing it your way and listening to your intuition. I think that's so powerful and something we need to do more of. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on this podcast. And I know that I will be speaking with you very soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information, like and subscribe, and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Burn.